the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's a piece yours truly hosted that I trust you will enjoy. On Thursday of last week, the great state of Ohio became the third state in the United States to ban abortion at the first sign of a fetal heartbeat. It was signed into law by Governor Mike DeWine, as promised on this show months ago. Joining me now from Ohio, Governor DeWine, uh, early happy Easter to you, uh, Governor DeWine. Well, you as well, Hugh. Good to be with you again. Great to have you back. Thank you for following through on your promise on air to sign the bill. Uh, Obviously, it's going to get challenged in court, but tell us what it does, why you signed it, what you think is going to happen next. Well, as I said when I signed it, um, we have an obligation to protect the most vulnerable uh, people around, the people, um, you know, who are poor, people who are who have disabilities, but also that certainly includes the unborn as the most uh, most vulnerable. So, you know, it's something that uh, I feel very, very strongly about, and we signed it. Of course, that's going to be challenged, as you point out. That will be challenged in court. Um, and, you know, ultimately, uh, we assume the United States Supreme Court will will make the decision. Uh, Kentucky and Mississippi have already signed into law. You're the third state to do so in Kentucky with Ohio's in the Sixth Circuit. So obviously a challenge will come up from the Sixth Circuit. Mississippi is in a different circuit. And there are similar bills in Iowa, North Dakota. Georgia is expected to, to handle it. David Yost is your attorney general. Have you talked to the AG yet about expected challenges and how those will be battled? Well, we have. I, I've, I've sat down with him, and I've also sat down uh, with Stephen Carney, who's going to be handling this along with other lawyers. I mean, it's kind of interesting, Hugh. You know, uh, I was the, the attorney general, and so I'm pretty familiar with the, the appellate section in the attorney general's office. And we had a good discussion, uh, you know, several days ago about this and kind of what we what we anticipate. And as you point out, the lawsuits, you know, will be filed very very, very quickly. And, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, my, I see in the New York Times picture, by the way, my friend Aaron Bear with the Ohio Family Council there. I've known Aaron forever when he was in Arizona. You had quite a large number of people urging you to pass this. I assume you had a lot of sign it. I'm, I assume you had a lot of people urging you to veto it as well as John Kasich did. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had, uh, you know, certainly a lot of people who were against it. Uh, we had demonstrators. Um, you know, there was peaceful. They they, they exercised their First Amendment rights uh, correctly. Uh, but sure, this is uh, it is controversial. But, uh, you know, what I try to point out to people that, you know, this is consistent with an effort uh, that our administration is making to help uh, poor pregnant women, make sure that they have the medical care that they need to make sure that, um, you know, they, they get any kind of help that they need as they move through the pregnancy. And then, you know, we have a major effort that we presented to the legislature for at-risk mothers 
to help them, you know, not only during the pregnancy, but after after the child is born. So, uh, you know, it's it's consistent. Uh, I believe uh, I think we're being being consistent uh, in regard to protecting uh, the most vulnerable members of our society, people who cannot take care of themselves, not protect themselves. And that seems to me is the essential function of, of, of government. Now, Governor DeWine, as I said, Aaron, who's the president of Citizens for Community Values, a good friend, Ohio's Family Policy Council, and he's a very good friend. He tells me you're probably the most pro-life governor in the United States, although Doug Ducey is going to challenge it for that. There are a lot of pro-life governors, but it's the whole cloth of life, right? It's not just the unborn. It's also the dignity of dying. It's all, all these different measures come together, but everyone's going to focus on the heartbeat bill, and you're going to have the question raised, is Ohio trying to overturn Roe v. Wade? As I told my con law students last week. Of course they are. Uh, and, and I hope David Yost hires Paul Clement when the time comes to argue it before the Supreme Court, because we need the very best Supreme Court litigator going. Of course, we are, but that won't end a liberal state or a pro-reproductive rights state or pro-choice state's ability to legislate. It just says Ohio wants to stop abortions when we detect a heartbeat. Am I right about that? Well, well that's your, your, your spot on. And, um, you know, we know where New York is. We know where California is. Um, and, you know, I think there are, there are people out there who believe, who are actually pro-choice, uh, who believe that Roe was, was wrongly decided. Um, you know, from a purely legal constitutional uh, point of view, uh, I've always maintained that, that Roe was, was, was wrongly decided. And you're right. But that's. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I just talked. Yeah. I just taught all the cases, and I just read uh, Evan Thomas's wonderful biography of Sandra Day O'Connor. And Casey's wrongly decided, and Roe is wrongly decided. But that's because as Justice Scalia used to say, abortion's not in the Constitution. It's it's just not there. It's up to you as the governor with your legislature to decide how you're going to regulate this practice. And the state's interest in the unborn child is real and has been recognized. The Blackman opinion is just nonsense, and people have known it's nonsense forever. No, I look. I look. I I, I agree with you. I could not agree. Could not agree more. And I, and I think that. You know, as I said a moment ago, I think it's important uh, from a constitutional point of view, you know, whatever your opinion about abortion, uh, you know, it just seems to me from a legal point of view, from the Constitution, as you say, it's not in the Constitution. Uh, The opinion is just it is just, you know, wrongly, wrongly decided. And and I think also, uh, you know, if you if you read that opinion today, you know, what medical science knows, what we know today uh, the viability of of, uh, of that child is is you know the, the dates have been moved back than from where it was then. I mean we're seeing miracles done in in many of our children's hospitals when you know uh, early early birth of a child and these child these kids are being saved when you know ten years ago they would not have been saved or certainly not twenty years ago they wouldn't have been saved. Uh, well, my congratulations on it. You promised to do it. You did it. And now it will be up to the United States Supreme Court. It'll be interesting to get the Sixth Circuit opinion and the Eleventh Circuit opinion and wherever else it passes. We'll see what the Seventh Circuit does. But the Supreme Court ultimately has to decide and the case will make its way there. I want to talk about the other thing you did last week because I want to applaud the ten and a half cents per gallon increase on motor fuel and 19 cents per gallon increase on diesel fuel. I think it's too low. I think you thought it was too low, but it's what states have to do 
if they're serious about repairing infrastructure. And by the way, everybody pays. There's no getting away from this. That's why sales tax may be regressive. I understand that. But $0.10 cents a gallon is a net. Everybody uses the roads, Governor. So I would have made it higher. I think I'm with you on that. But why did you accept the lower number? We got about 80% of what we wanted. Um, so, you know, I would like to have seen a, a clause in there that just let it, uh, you know, go up gradually by in inflation. Uh, the problem that we have today, the structural deficit that we had before we passed this, was that the last time we passed an increase was 2005, and a dollar then is now worth 59 cents. So, you know, that's that's the, the structural deficit. And as you and I talked last time, we have borrowed and borrowed and borrowed. Um you know, the conservative thing to do, uh, it seems to me, is to pay as you go uh, to, you know, maintain the roads, keep them up. It's like owning an old house. My wife and I, we were crazy. When we were 27, we bought this old farmhouse, and uh, we still live in this old farmhouse. And uh, it is, But if you don't keep it up every year, you know, if you don't do the repairs, um, you're going to end up spending more in the long run. And that's the situation that, that we were in. So it's just a prudent thing to do. It's a responsible thing to do. Uh, we save lives by keeping our roads up. And, you know, this is something that we had to face when I became governor. Uh, what I think surprised people, they didn't really know that we had this, this, this deficit because we had been borrowing and borrowing and borrowing, and we were papering it over with the, with the borrowed money. Well, the credit cards are maxed out. Uh, we can't really borrow anymore. Shouldn't borrow anymore, even if we could. And so we just we had to face up to it. How are you going to allocate the money? Because the one thing in California, when we raise the gas taxes, it ends up in pension funds. I mean, it ends up in checks going out the door to other people. Well, how do you make sure that yeah. doesn't happen in Ohio? In Ohio? Well, uh, people went before us were pretty smart. Uh, they put into the Ohio Constitution that all the money from the gas tax has to go to roads and bridges. So, uh, you know, it can't go anyplace else. Even if the legislature wants to put it somewhere else, they cannot do it. And I think that's, uh, you know, no, no one in the legislature wants to put it anyplace else that I'm aware of. But it's something that we can tell the public, look, uh, you know, you're paying it. Uh, if you if you don't drive on the roads, you don't pay. You know, if if you're a retired person and you don't take your car out very often, you're not paying very much. Uh, if you use the roads, you, you certainly do pay. But every penny that you pay into that is going to go to the repair of roads and bridges. And I think that makes people feel good about it. Last question, Governor DeWine. And uh, I know you're busy. I appreciate the time. Uh, we're getting close to a decision on where the continental United States interceptor site, the CIS, is going to go. It's part of our ballistic missile defense. I think it ought to go in Ravenna at, uh, at Camp Garfield. You've got every Democrat and every Republican in the state in Washington telling Defense Secretary Shanahan that. Uh, what's your role in that, and are you looking for a decision anytime soon from the Pentagon? Well, we're waiting. I wrote a letter to the secretary the other day, uh, and you're right. We've got everybody, Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservatives, everybody's on board in Ohio, uh, to put it there. We think it makes logical sense from a defense point of view, uh, and it certainly also would be a great, great boost to uh, Ohio and particularly that part of the state. 
I've read the technical study. It is the place to put, if you're doing it on the basis of where are the missiles coming from, how you defend them, Camp Ravenna is it. I mean, Camp Garfield is it. But I I guess the question is whether or not DOD remains committed to missile defense. Do you think Acting Secretary Shanahan is? Well, we hope they are, and we think they are, but we've we've not seen from them a final decision. And so, as you know, we, we, we have been waiting and, uh, you know, we're, we will we'll see what they do. But uh, it's, you know, we think you're, you know, you're spot on. It's the right place to put it. Uh, I happen to think, the, you know, uh, putting aside my peripheral interest as governor of the state of Ohio, I happen to think that this is a missile defense is pretty important. Yeah. Well, you were a senator. I mean, you know this stuff. And so my hat is off to you. It's been a basic stuff. <laughs> your, ba- your your first three months in office, the heartbeat bill, a gas tax hike that's needed and pushing for missile defense. You're covering all the bases. Congratulations. Have a great uh, uh, Holy Week, uh, Governor DeWine, and a happy Easter. Thank you, Hugh. You as well. Thank you. you. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.